Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science, the show that breaks down the science of a movie with a comedian and a scientist. Today, we're discussing concussion. So I'll ask about CTE, the perfect sprinkle of gray hair that Will Smith has on the sides of his head, and much more. But first, a short word from our sponsor. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and today I've got two wonderful guests to join me to discuss Concussion. For the first time I've ever said this, it's a movie based on a GQ article. (laughs) Our first guest has a bachelor's in sports science and a master's in exercise physiology, and he runs a great YouTube channel called Corporis. It's Patrick Kelly. Hi, Patrick. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Man, I watched this movie last week. I've just got all these notes. I've gone so deep in like the history of concussion research. Whoa. I've got notes going back to 1870 over here that I'm looking at. So, Oh my God. Dude, I heard you are a history of science guy yourself. So I'm like, oh, yes. Ethan's going to love this movie. There's so much to go into. I do. I, lo- I mean, that the, the combo is great for me. I love science, love history. So when they intersect, I get very excited. So I'm already amped up for this oh, podcast. We're going to have fun. Great. Okay. Um, And did you play any sports growing up? That was one question I had for you. Yeah, I actually grew up riding BMX. So I have had my fair share of concussions. Uh, I've been riding since I was 14. I still ride a little bit, albeit not as much as I used to Mm. because of head injuries and the fun that those have brought. Well, I have many questions about that. But before we get into it, let me introduce my other guest who I've known for a long time. And I can tell you just by being best friends with him, he must have had a bunch of head injuries (laughs) because he still wants to be best friends with me. He's one third of the comedy band, The Cooties. He's one half of Cape Weather and co-host of the hilarious podcast, Success Express, it's Eric Jackowitz. Hello. Eric. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Patrick. Eric. I cannot wait to get into the concussion discussion. Oh, man. How did I miss that? Concussion discussion. It's just, it was waiting there. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. That's your middle name. Eric, we've been best friends for over a decade, and I don't know if you've ever played football. This movie, obviously, all about uh, football players. Mm. But you do have the football player build, if I will say so. Like, I played some football growing up, and I do not have any sort of football player build, and I got wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, my identity in high school was I was a drummer, but I was always bigger, and I had a big football player build. And then around 
10th grade in my high school got a football team. We didn't have one up until Ooh. whatever it was, 2006. And I would all of a sudden just like be walking down the hallway and like the line coach would be like, damn, man, you looking good. Like, like <laughs> Trying to recruit you? <laughs> yeah, trying to recruit me because I was like one of the bigger guys in my school. But I was just sort of this like creative drummer dude. <laughs> and he's like, man, you look nice and big and thick. You got to play football. And I was like, all right, I'll try it out. And I, I worked out with the team for like two weeks. And I was like, this is way too much. I don't like this. Mm. And then I joined marching band. But there was a moment in the film that my high school football coach did do. What did, what did he do? The three whistle drill? No, not the three whistle drill. But the, um, the coach would go, all right, kids, there's two rules. Or it was like, there's two things that are important. And he's like, number one is school. And then he would hold up two fingers. And he goes, number two is football. And then he would hold up one finger. <laughs> whoa yeah and that didn't convince you to join the team no it, it didn't <laughs> <laughs> very strange <laughs> i was the laziest football player eric as a drummer would you say that you were more percussion than concussion oh, <laughs> come on God, now man honestly i should just end the podcast right now it's not getting better than this Can, i don't want you to drop your mic but you should <laughs> um no don't let's keep it intact and eric if i'm remembering this correctly was this you or am i thinking of me did you uh make a number two in your sports uniform and have to run <laughs> off the field I, th I think that was you man oh yeah 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 me. that's my yeah. fault that was me uh, during baseball okay so we're gonna have to take a break shortly actually but my main question always want to get a big question out of the way early and this film centers around cte chronic traumatic encephalopathy am i saying that right Patrick? well done you got it okay very cool so i wrote out a quote uh, will smith says in the movie that it unleashes killer proteins and chokes the brain from the inside mm. is that accurate <sighs> and what the hell are we talking about let's talk about this scene because i know exactly what you're talking about Great. so will smith's character bennett amalu who is a real life pathologist is kind of coming through with this revelation that he has discovered CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. The name is exactly what it sounds like. Chronic, it stacks up over time. Traumatic, a result of trauma. And then encephalopathy. N meaning within, cephal meaning brain, and then apathy meaning like disease or something is wrong. Mm. So literally, it's a head injury from a bunch of traumatic instances. Mm. Okay. And he's having this, he's having this realization like, oh man, I've discovered something that is like, going to be so scandalous that this is a huge thing. The NFL is going to want to know this. And so he's making his case to who I think was another neurologist. I'm not quite sure who this other character was that he was explaining it to, but he was making the case for CTE. And this pathology, like I've, I've had to kind of look up what some of these proteins are, but it all centers around this protein called tau, that's spelled T-A-U. And this protein is normally found within the neuron. And what makes CTE a little bit different is that these proteins, for whatever reason, we aren't totally sure why this happens, they end up in the cytoplasm. So in the main part of the cell, like in the liquid inside it. And they're just like, they're not where they're supposed to be. And that's what CTE looks like under a microscope to Will Smith's character. Mm. And so he's making all of these inferences based on like, you know, old boxing papers. You see like a, a few minutes before that explanation scene, he's pulling up uh, uh, something from the British Medical Journal from uh, 1957. It was like aspects of boxing as far as a neurologist is concerned. The title is almost exactly that. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and so he's pulling like, hey, we're seeing the same thing from boxers, which used to be a huge sport in football players. 
and we know how it ends for boxers. You know, they get punch drunk um, is what it would have been called in the literature back then. Like there is actually a paper titled punch drunk Mm -hmm. um, describing CTE and boxers. And so when he's saying that these proteins are killing it from the inside out, it's a little bit of an embellishment. It's a little bit of a, you know, they had to make it dramatic. Um, that's that's a fairly good way to describe what's happening in CTE. Okay, so it's because of the trauma, because of being hit in the head, mm-hmm. it's moving that protein, that tau, into the cytoplasm, and that is what is causing people's brains to degenerate, to turn against themselves, yes? So it's a little it's a little bit more complicated. Like, I was trying to make this link super clear to myself, too. Like, is it that repeated hits are causing this protein to change shapes and then migrate into a different part where they're not supposed to be? That's what was a little bit lost on me. Mm. I will say, like, the protein itself changes shape. Um, and so, like, it doesn't look how it does. And it is not only in a different spot, but it's in a different, like, confirmation compared to a healthy state. Got you. Um, but yeah, as a, yeah, just as a result of all these multiple sub-concussive hits, so basically it didn't seem like a full concussion, but it was just, you know, a smaller hit. That's what ends up causing CTE. I really enjoyed the other film about this called Punch Drunk Love by my favorite <laughs> director, CTE. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to leave that right there and say that we're going to take a quick break uh, and hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back to talk about Eric's favorite director, CTE. <laughs> Charles Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Charles Thomas Anderson (laughs) and his great movie, Punch Drunk Love, about football. Oh, man. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder with supply chains becoming more complex you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments so if you work with logistics you need the beyond the box podcast from maersk it's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. The break is over. Here we go back to the show about science. So we're back and you mentioned boxers having this problem. That was one of the things that I was wondering while watching the movie is that like, how have we not been able to recognize this or diagnose this until the events of this film until, you know, the early 2000s, right? Because people have been, I assume, suffering from this for many, many years. Yeah, and you're totally right. And thank you. Yeah, it wasn't that Omalu was the first person to find CTE. And some of the criticism of this film has certainly made it seem like, all right, this this makes it seem like it's, you know, one hero discovering CTE, sticking up to the NFL and making a huge scientific breakthrough, huge eureka moment. But that isn't really what happened. Um, We've known about CTE for a long time. The first time that that phrase gets used is in that classic punch drunk paper in 1928. It was later called dementia pugilistica, you know, because we need to make things sound more Latin and scientific. Of course. Right. Pugilist being like a fighter. 
So we have known about this. And a lot of the research will follow like just what's popular at the time. So research in mental institutions in the late 1800s, research in soldiers in the world wars, then research in boxers, research in like automotive accidents. And now with all these eyes on football, now it's just being given a much bigger public audience of, yeah, we've known what CTE is for a long time, but now we've connected it to football. Got you. Okay. So yeah, that was one of the craziest things I found out immediately after watching the movie because it says based on a true story. And then at the end, it has one of those kind of where are they now recap Mm -hmm. texts that comes up and kind of tells you what happened after the events of the movie and does not touch on the fact that Dr. Bennett Amalu, for all his greatness, did not discover or name CTE. Yeah. Like there's a there's a pretty specific scene in the movie where they tell him like, hey, <laughs> you found this and you're going to have to name it. Yeah. That was a little like, eh, uh, they took some liberties there. I guess. Yeah. Like you said, make it more dramatic. Um, okay. But this was very much directed at the NFL. There's tons of anti-NFL rhetoric in the movie. Although I will say I found out that because of the Sony hack, the New York Times discovered emails directly referencing removing unflattering moments for the NFL and quote most of the bite out of the film for legal reasons, which I found hilarious because that's like half the movie is them like not bowing down to the NFL. So did that take an effect? Like, do you know if NFL ratings have gone down or are, are, you know, parents a lot less likely to enlist their children into tackle football? Man, that's a good question. As far as like ratings of the NFL, I have no idea, man. I'm I'm so far removed from like what's popular with football right now. What about you, Eric? You're a huge Dolphins guy, right? No, I like basketball. Got it. Go ahead, Patrick. So what I didn't tell you guys is before I was a science communicator, before I was a teacher, I worked in sports medicine. Um, so I was an athletic trainer an ATC certified athletic trainer. Mm -hmm. And I would work on the sidelines of football games, baseball games, all these different sports games uh, at a local high school. And so I would, you know, talk to parents. That was a big part of my job. And I, you know, I would hear vocalizations of like, I don't want my kid playing football in varsity because they hit harder. We're worried about head injuries. So yeah, it's a real fear. Absolutely. So the, and they should be worried is what you're saying. Like if you, if a new parent is listening to this, there is cause for concern here, I guess like you, your kid will get Subconcussive blows, which I still don't know exactly what that means, or actual concussions uh, due to football. That is going down and that will increase their chances of getting CTE. So here's the most interesting statistic I, I found during this research. And this was from uh, like a concussion information site. So it's a probably a little bit, you know, one of the stats they want you to, to hear. Um, mm. But the risk for CTE just goes up with years played football, not numbers of concussions. So not like, hey, this person mm. over the course of their career sustained three severe concussions. They had to go seek medical attention for it. But it was literally years in football. So you imagine like a Pop Warner kid, you know, goes from nine years old through college football. So they've got 13 years, uh, you know, on the field. Compare that to somebody who started at age 14, maybe played some years pro, you know, they exit when they're 27. They have the same risk of developing CTE, according to this source, regardless of how many like big concussions they got. Even if they're a kicker. Yeah. So (laughs) uh, that's the thing. Like one of the stories I read from the New York Times uh, had a concussion researcher who took in, I think it was like 112 brains of ex-NFL players and of every position, quarterback, kicker, lineman, like who do you think got the most concussions or got the most, had the highest prevalence of CTE? What position? All right. Can you give me a multiple choice? I'm I'm not sure all the positions. Linebacker? I don't either. (laughs) Oh, 
I'll say lineman. Lineman to me makes the most sense. Yeah, lineman. Just Le- because- left lineman. The left one. Yes. In the movie, it revolves around Mike Webster for like the first half of the movie, at least. And he's the center. And they make kind of a big deal about that. So maybe that's the answer. Right. So it was it was lineman. Got it. That's what I would have guessed. Slam dunk. Easy. Right. Their job is to bang heads with other people. Okay. And so like of the of the 112 brains, like 44 of them were linemen. Now, this Mm. was like, you know, out of out of these brains, like the vast majority of them had CTE. It was a super like biased population because all of these families had sent in, you know, permission to say like, hey, researcher, please study, you know, my loved one's brain. We think they had CTE. Maybe you can find it. And sure enough, it was a lot of it was like confirmation bias, like hey, we found CTE because we thought they had CTE. Because they were exhibiting symptoms? Presumably, yeah. And those are going to run the gamut of like, you know, severe dementia to depression to maybe just like sometimes they act funny. Got it. And so that was a, that seemed like pretty damning evidence, but again, like a ton of bias in it. Right. Going back to the original question, I think was like, you know, is football bad for you? Mm-hmm. Like that's such a tricky question because like there are so many benefits of being in a sport. And on average, NFL players do not like die earlier than anybody else. Again, they're professional athletes, like they're in great shape for at least part of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a higher risk of developing CTE. So it's like, I don't know, it's a big nuanced question that we're not going to be able to find an answer to. I don't know. What do you guys think? What's your gut reaction? For me, it seems like a crap thing to get. CTE, at least from the movie, does not look very fun. And there's plenty of sports baseball basketball eric mentioned he loves i love basketball too i'm a basketball guy we're basketball guys so eric why basketball over football well i mean the whole point of basketball isn't to run into the other person Mm -hmm. head first unless you're a lineman unless you're a a basketball lineman (laughs) (laughs) of course and plus football just moves too slow for me it's so boring yeah i also don't like the uh time in between plays and the timeouts yeah. and the whole I thing. feel like I got I get CTE from watching football because <laughs> I'm just like this is so boring what do you mean it's two minutes on the clock left I've been watching for 38 minutes I don't know what time is anymore and basketball has like a fun razzle dazzle type pace um it's fun and you for can everybody. see the players' faces in basketball. It's like, oh my god, you're gonna shoot a three in my face. I'm gonna like look angry, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot a three right back in your face in two seconds from now. And it's way, I don't know, it's just much more exciting. That's one of the best arguments I've ever heard. Actually, that you can see their face. You hold a lot of emotion in your face. And in football, oh, yeah. you got a big mask in front of you. Same thing with hockey. I I, I see hockey as an emotionless, soulless garbage fire. <laughs> a, little, a little harsh. <laughs> well, that's why he's on the program. Stir it up. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, why isn't um, he's a crazy guest? Why isn't hockey on the hot seat? I mean, people are smashing into each other constantly in well, hockey. And there's a section of the game called fight. So what's up with that? <laughs> what's up? What's the deal? Why isn't there the concussion movie about that? That's a good question. Actually, I don't know because like, hmm. do they sustain concussions? Hell yeah, they do. And hell yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like overall, hockey is not as popular as football in America, at least. Mm. I do wonder how much of it has to do with like kids getting involved too, and like the emotion of signing kids up for youth hockey versus youth football, and youth football seems more dangerous. Oh, interesting. Man, Eric, you're gonna start. You're gonna come for my San Jose Sharks, man. You can't do that and expect, you know, not <laughs> can't complain a little bit. Honestly, I, I'm just jealous. I'm I, I wanted to play hockey as a kid, and my parents were like, well, how much do we have to spend on pads? Yeah, it ain't cheap. Yeah, and they just got you a drum pad instead. Yeah, and they, so they bought me a two thousand dollar drum set. 
<laughs> parents are <laughs> no, frigging no. weirdos. <laughs> yeah, they're out of their mind. <laughs> Hello to them. I'm sure they listen. Hello. <laughs> um, maybe you just we just need a doctor to pay for their tests. You know, like this doctor. I don't know how rare that is, but uh, Amalu had to pay for the test to happen to like prove CTE or get it out into the open or whatever it was. I don't know how to even put it right now. I would say discovered. Oh but yeah, that's like he false. took a pl- he took a pay cut. He paid like twenty thousand dollars, right? Yeah, of his own money. So how often does that happen? And should you do that for hockey players and completely break the mold and then get a huge star like Will Smith to play you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Uh, as far as like how often does it happen? I assume it has to happen, especially when like this dude is working for he was working for the city, right? He was working for uh, what is it? Allegheny County, the county that Pittsburgh is in. I can't mm-hmm. imagine that's like a super high paying job. What he does had a Mercedes. Hey, man, everyone's got priorities. Um, <laughs> Lease it. Yeah. He, you know, he bought a house. It's still Pittsburgh. It's not California. And so like, yeah, he was funding his own research, which is a thing that happens. It's hard to like it is hard to get research money. Like ask any anybody who comes on the show next, like, hey, uh, so how much of a headache is it to get money for your research? And they will, yeah. they will you know, talk your ear off. Yeah, it always mm. seems like it's a huge pain in the butt. Okay, switching gears here for a second, because obviously we're going to discuss the concussions uh, from here to Timbuktu. But there was a part in the movie where Dr. Omalu says, I don't usually eat breakfast. So I wanted to ask you about that. Is he skipping the most important meal of the day? Or like Eric and I, I believe both of us, don't eat breakfast, right? I eat from twelve to eight. What about you, Eric? Um, I, I, um, take your time. I'll, I'll let, me, let me think about that. <laughs> I go back and forth. I go back and forth. Okay, so you mix it up. Sometimes you want breakfast. You have some breakfast. Six months out of the year, I'll have breakfast. And <laughs> <laughs> you split it up. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. Sometimes I, I, as soon as I wake up, I have to eat something. And I'll have breakfast, and sometimes I can wait until noon. Patrick. Yeah, same way. I'm just like sometimes I'm hungry and I eat. And I have nothing to tell you as far as like, is it the most important meal of the day? I don't know, man. Okay. So you're not taking it to big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I got well, What do they say? Breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and bre- and dinner like a joker or jester a or popper. something? No, nobody. A popper. Nobody says that. So <laughs> there's a part uh, where he shows pictures of birds. Do you know what I'm talking about? He has like two birds. One's a woodpecker and then a bighorn sheep and says that they all have shock absorbers for their brains and that mm-hmm. we as humans do not. Right. Yeah, like that thing with the when he had that little thing in the glass. Yeah, he said that our brains move around in our skulls and they're completely disconnected like some little junk he had in water in a jar. Is that accurate? <laughs> like a pool ball. Yeah, and, and I saw an interview. He was on some talk show like a few years later, and he had the same jar with the same little ball in water, and he brought it out into the interview, started sloshing it around, and I'm like, you've done this before, haven't you? This is kind of your party trick, huh? <laughs> yeah, what a great party <laughs> trick. Everybody goes, okay. Hey, guys, can we stop the music? All right, check this out, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, Dr. Amalu, please go ahead. You're such yes. a genius. What, what kind of trick are you going to do? I put an eight ball in a mason jar, and filled it up with halfway th- with water. So that's like your brain. Okay, turn the music back on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We have to, <laughs> we got to talk about this. There was that scene where Will Smith and his, you know, future wife were at that club. Oh, yeah. And the mute, like some very like early 2000s hip hop is coming on. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith mm-hmm. is like, I don't dance. And I'm like, dude, I've seen Fresh Prince. I know you can dance. This is so unlike you, Will Smith. I mean, that's why he's an award winning actor. That scene made me think of Hitch. Because it's like, 
there was a whole scene in Hitch where he's teaching Kevin James how to dance, and I'm like, I know that I know you know how to dance, dude. Yeah, we need a compilation of all Will Smith movies where he's either dancing or talking about how he doesn't know how. <laughs> I'm coming after Will Smith. He's a damn hypocrite. <laughs> no, but is that accurate? Like, are we? Is our brain just sloshing around in there? A little bit of perspective. So, skull, bone, brain, big squishy pink ball. In between them is some stuff. So you have the meninges. Mm. If you guys have heard of the term meningitis before, it is inflammation of the meninges or these connective tissues between the skull and the brain. But they're like the middle layer, the arachnoid layer, just looks like cobwebs, hence the name. Mm. And so it is not exactly like the most supportive thing you've ever seen. So sloshing around is a fair a fair illustration of it. I always get Reese's Pieces and Butterfingers on my meninges frozen yogurt. Okay, we're out of time. <laughs> He's gonna, we're gonna, we're ending this early. No, honestly, I was just thinking, I wish it had a different name, Meninges, because it sounds like childlike and like kind of silly. And it seems like so important. Yeah. Same thing with uh, phalanges, right? Isn't that your, your fingers? Very good. Yeah. But like times 10 and, and don't compliment Eric. That's a basic <laughs> anatomical <laughs> piece of information. Okay. Right good. next to the femur, right? <laughs> I have a great YouTube channel you should watch. Metatarsal. Yeah. Always be plugging. Um, yeah. Always be plugging everyone. Uh, just in case you're still listening to this, go check out Corporis on YouTube. Stop listening. <laughs> Stop listening right now. Actually, we're going to take a break and we're going to throw to a sponsor. And uh, and while that happens, go watch Patrick's videos, Corporis, on YouTube. And we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Okay. 60 G's. He discusses that concussions occur at 60 G's. And then I went online to do some very minimal bare bones skeleton research and found that there's a debate over what a concussion even is. So mm. is that legit? Like, do we know that there's a threshold? Like, okay, this is technically a concussion and this isn't, or is it like some sort of weird guess? Yeah, like what's the difference between like a concussion and getting knocked out? Oh, dude, th see, oh, you guys, this is exactly like the premise of this, of this video. It's like, oh, great. what is a concussion? It depends who you ask and it depends on when you ask. So like the 60 G's thing, I don't know like how true that is and how that was tested. Um, do different animals have different brains that are capable of withstanding different forces? Sure. So like in preparation for this, I looked at different time periods of when different organizations have and how they've defined concussion. So if you ask like the CDC a few years ago, they have a different answer than like the American Neurological Association. And it has this kind of broad definition of like, it's anything that happens post-trauma that alters your mental state. And that's kind of like the overarching definition of a concussion. Sometimes okay. that'll explicitly say, with or without loss of consciousness. And sometimes it'll say like uh, with amnesia or with, you know, sleeplessness or something. And it just kind of seems to, you know, everybody has their different ways of making a consensus, but it does just depend on who and when you ask. And then Eric, getting knocked out does not necessarily have to be there to have a concussion. Mm. Um, there are different ways of grading a concussion. Like you might've heard mild, moderate, severe. Yes. That doesn't right. necessarily mean anything across the board like you wouldn't be able to i know i know throw out everything you know about concussions but that doesn't necessarily matter a lot of the ways that like i used to handle concussions with my team physician was on duration of symptoms so like somebody might have a headache but that headache lasts for two weeks compared to somebody who had 
amnesia, uh, sleep disturbances, vision disturbances, and, you know, a headache that just won't go away no matter what. Like, who is to say what is a severe, moderate, or mild concussion in that case? Um, there are different ways of grading them. But again, it depends on who you are and how you practice. Wow. Okay, yeah, seems uh, seems pretty vague. And in the movie, seemed very specific. Mm -hmm. But I guess the movie was full of lies. Speaking of which, <laughs> there's a moment he, and I believe this is a direct quote, is describing Mike Webster and says that he was pulling out his teeth and super gluing them back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> Why is that? Is that weird to you? Or Let's have a discussion off mic, Eric. Are you tooth shaming, bro? I'm not tooth shaming. I think that that's very cool. And I wanted to know how to do it. All right, just checking. I don't want to have to cancel you. <laughs> cancel me for tooth shaming. No, I just wanted to know if that, like, to me, that shot out as like, okay, maybe this movie is making something more dramatic out of what actually are the symptoms of CTE, but maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, people do such severe actions. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, we're definitely made to believe that like a lot of those behaviors that, you know, Mike Webster is sitting in his truck, he's very clearly homeless, hasn't shaved, you know, hasn't changed clothes. But yeah, we're led to believe like that's that's what CTE does to you, right? One of the quotes is right. football killed Mike Webster. Um, reading some of the articles after the fact, it seemed like, yeah, that was like a thing that he did. That was, you know, just one of those things that CTE made him do. But there was also the taser. You guys remember that? He's like tasing himself yes. in the quad. Yes. So supposedly that wasn't just because like he liked pain. That was because he had such severe back pain that that would kind of distract him and let him fall asleep. Wow. Oh Even though, like, God. again, in the movie, it's he tases himself, he passes out, and then the next scene is, hey, now Mike Webster's body is on the autopsy table. Right. Right. I was so confused about the <laughs> the structure of that, <laughs> like how that was laid out. I was like, he just died from tasing himself in the leg? How often does that happen? Uh, but I don't know. Apparently, that, <laughs> that wasn't the case. But I was, it was very confusing the way they put those together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, supposedly, Mike Webster did die of a of heart disease but also had CTE. And so that was Got one it. of the things that Will Smith's character said was like, you know, heart disease may have killed him, but that's not how he died or some kind of muddled verbiage like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it wasn't that Omalu was trying to figure out like why he died. It was why he was acting so strange before his death. Right. But yeah, that was kind of just some how they cut the movie together, made it seem like he died from his from his own hands. And do you know if the FBI stuff was real? The F they showed a scene where the FBI came into a doctor's office and mafia style threatened mm -hmm. Will Smith and Albert Brooks's characters <laughs> to basically stop their research or they're going to jail. And then Will Smith says like, well, you can't stop me. I'll quit and get a job in another city. And they both, both FBI officers, if I'm not mistaken, go, that'd be fun. <laughs> be a real shame if something happened to your woodpecker skeleton over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so strange. <laughs> no, because I, I was curious about that too. And it seemed like that was, a, again, some dramatic liberties were taken there where it was like actually a few years between his trouble with the FBI and then the research. So no, it was not like, we're going to come get you. And now the government's involved with this big company. Up. Yeah, they made it seem I mean, without being direct about it, they made it seem like the NFL and the FBI were in like very tight cahoots. And the FBI was just acting on behalf of the NFL. Got to make it dramatic. Yeah. Hey, I guess you're right. I mean, I watched the movie. Definitely was. Um, <laughs> yeah, certainly dramatic. I mean, I was crying the entire movie. Me too. But I was also chasing myself in the leg. 
Of course. <laughs> Eric knows. That's how I like watching my movies. That's how it goes. I don't ask, and we watch the movie. Popcorn, frozen Coke, and taser to the leg. Bunch of crunch, tase my leg out. Ooh, <laughs> bunch of could go for some bunch of crunch right now. Tell you what. Another one, this is a small one, but, but it is scientific, I guess. Will Smith is looking at slides in a microscope, and they really make a point to show that he's rubbing these slides or wiping them on like his shirt or like his mm-hmm. pants and then putting them into the microscope. And so is that like a normal move? Is he supposed to do that every time? Because I'm over here. I don't use microscopes, but I would think there's like really important stuff on these slides. And then like, you're just going to like wipe them on your shirt. I'm also pretty sure you're not supposed to take, you know, your patients home with you or like, you know, I think it's <laughs> right, supposed right. to stay at work, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, Illegal. put a slide cover on them. You know, it was funny, like that whole process of like, the, the machine that was doing those super thin, you know, deli slices of brain, he was doing a practice called histology. So just like, you know, taking anatomy, slicing it up, and then putting a specific stain on it to make certain structures more visible, which he was then looking under the microscope. But he put a he put a slide cover on, you know, why not just wipe it off on your sleeve? What about the um, when he's talking to the dead bodies? That's kind of odd, right? Or do you think that was like real or uh, they added that in for dramatic effect? Man, I don't know. I don't know if that was like a thing that he did. I will say like having been in cadaver labs, there is such both a haunting and beautiful aspect of being with a dead body. Go on. Yeah. Not to make that sound creepy at all. I'm listening. Yeah, exactly. This is a this is the fun uh, first date conversation, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but being around being around a cadaver is so is such a trip because it's it's a person that once had a life and a family who died of a thing that we could all die from. And we get to carry on this tradition of learning about the human body through their generous donation. Like their life ended up here on the table that we then get to learn from. And so like in those moments where I've gotten to be with a cadaver, like I do try to humanize that body and show respect to it. But then also you have to disassociate like, okay, I'm learning. This isn't creepy. This isn't like macabre. I'm just, I'm here. I'm learning from a body and that's, it is what it is. Hmm. And how often when you were a sports doctor helping, you know, stretch out their hamstrings, did you have to then during halftime cut open a dead body? Uh, You know, not enough. (laughs) And did you, and did you empty out an entire Gatorade container on, on it? Yeah. If you won. (laughs) (laughs) Only during championships. (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, because there was that moment in the movie where he was spraying the body with the, I mean, I think it was water. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe Gatorade, Gatorade Zero, (laughs) Powerade, Powerade Zero. Maybe that would help. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Something to really just clean out both the insides and the outsides. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it stains the body too. So it's easier to find what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Exactly. This lemon lime (laughs) cadaver. Talk about an Arctic rush. <laughs> Talk about an Arctic rush. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, okay, so I, I, listen, Patrick, I have a few more questions, but they're very silly. So I know you said that you made notes. I want to make sure we get to them. Is, mm. is, there, is there anything else you wanted to inform us about uh, as far as concussion goes? Looking at, looking at my notes and everything, wanted to give them a shout out on like the, the histology prep. I'm like, okay, cool. You're probably, this is probably going to be like, a good sciencey movie. And then there's that scene where it's like all coming together in Will Smith's brain. He's watching like NFL on TV. He's he's kind of doing the model mm-hmm. in his head. And then there's this terrible stock footage scene 
where the brain is colliding against the skull and then just the neurons like poof into a cloud. Yes. And I, I screamed at my computer like, no, (laughs) get out of here. I, I, you've lost me at that point. I mean, I've watched the rest of the movie, but like that was, I I lost it a little bit. What made you so mad? That it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it just doesn't look like that. It's just a completely yeah, it's like, just, abstract. It was so dramatized that I'm, I'm like, mm. you were on such a good streak. I wish you had kept it up. What would you have told the animator to to draw if we were going to, you know, the director comes <laughs> Visualize to you, a concussion. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, we're going in. We're going to make a crazy visual zoom into somebody's brain. How do What do we do? Well, how do we yeah. show this? Well, I guess when you put it like that, it's not as sexy to to draw, you know, Tau moving into the cytoplasm and doing its thing. Sounds sexy to me. Yeah. Different strokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about hanging with dead bodies. Beautiful. I mean, this is I love it. I stand by that, man. Yeah, you're a keeper. Talk to, yeah. talk to any other person who's done uh, cadaver labs. And it's both creepy, but also, you know, you appreciate life. Yeah. Nice. That's beautiful, man. Mm, that is beautiful. And then the other thing, this was less science and more just like, you guys noticed that there was a, a very strong, you know, kind of toxic masculinity component to this movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's the, you know, he gets the no. call in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he gets the, Omalu gets the call in the middle of the night, you know, and we get this idea that he had gotten a string of, you know, hate mail and, and, uh, threats against his life and everything. But there was one scene where a caller goes and says, you know, what are you trying to do, man? Vagify football. Mm. And I remember being so stricken by, by that line. Cause like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that happened, but was that also just trying to summarize like, you know, quote, the angry fan out there. Right. Who angry, stupid would have pushed back. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to, to demasculate football. What are you going to do? Take our tackles away? Yeah. Increase the helmet size. Make football safer. <laughs> Should they increase the helmets? Is that the answer? Did I just solve it? I don't think so, because helmets are better at preventing skull fracture than concussion. Ah, mm. crap. That's a good try. People Thank have you. tried throughout history. I would step down as the host of the show, Ethan. Yeah, I'm going to step down and commit myself <laughs> full time to solving this problem. <laughs> I did get a sales pitch from a helmet company I won't name, but when I was still working in the fields, they were selling these helmets for high schoolers that had little sensors built into them that would tell you when a force exceeded a certain threshold so you could go check in on them. Hmm. I didn't buy it because these helmets were way too expensive and I, I don't know. Hmm what it would have been like to learn that tech. Um, no, but that was no. a thing that was like being developed a few years that, ago. Those tech helmet guys are hacks. You gotta, you gotta buy my technology. Uh, <laughs> it's much more advanced. It's essentially a pillow <laughs> that is duct taped together that surrounds somebody's head. Uh, there's no technical components. You don't have to worry about that. And they're much cheaper. <laughs> Ethan's helmets. Perfect. Put it in the merch store. <laughs> Ethan helmets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ethan helmets. <laughs> stupid um but uh then i just wanted to comment on the infuriating immigration system we have here because it said which i couldn't believe at the end of the movie that he becomes a u.s citizen you know which is very important to him that they stress this many times in the film like he yeah looks up to americans and wants to be an white guys he has a tv Mm because you just should have a tv even though he doesn't watch it right and I found out that he came to the U.S. in 94 and was working because he already had like medical education. So, you know, he kept studying, but he was also working, saving lives for 21 years without citizenship in the United States. So 
President Biden, if you're listening to this, which I know that you are, avid listener, huge fan of bad science, <laughs> uh, Joe Biden, uh, let's do something. Let's change some laws for these heroes like Dr. Ben and Amalu. Come on, man. <laughs> From Eric to you, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Convincing uh, argument. Come on. Thank you. I, I could not <laughs> believe that that was true. Um, but uh, speaking of Eric and his uh, famous catchphrase, come on, man. Come on, man. Anything else you want to tell people about, Eric? Where can people find you? What's going on? Oh my God! You can find me on uh, find me on Instagram at yes it's Eric underscore. <laughs> you have an um, underscore at the end. Underscore yes at the end of my name. I mean, you could also just search Eric Jackowitz and my handle will come up. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I uh, don't tweet at all, so don't even bother. And <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, listen to Success Express. Listen to the Cooties. Watch our videos on YouTube. And what a thrill! Anything you want to say to your parents who we insulted earlier in the episode? <laughs> uh i appreciate you not buying me pads for hockey and getting me a drum set instead i'm sorry i i shamed you on this podcast i speak for your parents <laughs> when i say i forgive you and i'm proud of you <laughs> thank you mom thank you dad uh you're very I just, welcome i uh, want to say i love you and i know you know there's a big distance between us sure. the you're in Florida, and you're obviously at risk because of COVID, and I haven't been able to see you for a year, but I hope to see you very soon. Yes, you you will see us soon. Uh, I'm still speaking as your parents, and uh, mm-hmm. I love you so much. <laughs> and send more pictures. You know, you know, you don't send enough pictures, yeah, so, please. Of course. By the way, how's the dog? The dog is good. <laughs> good. Patrick Kelly, your YouTube channel is called Corporis. It's awesome. I've seen several of the videos. They are fantastic. Um, is there anything else you want to tell people about or something new you're dropping on Corpora, something that features Eric and I? I don't know. Hey, not yet, but let's, uh, let's, let's chat a little bit. Um, the, uh, man, so I, I gotta, I gotta put a video out with all of these notes. I feel like I have enough research to, to do a 20 minute video or something. So if you like this podcast, certainly I'll have that video up. Hopefully by the time this thing comes out, I also do a show for Seeker called human whoa um, i didn't know this hey you didn't know that we're seeker brothers I thought this was how this whole thing came about it probably yeah. is i don't know <laughs> i just wake up and just slam a coffee down my gullet and turn on the podcast turn on the recording can i have a podcast on seeker <laughs> you have one eric <laughs> no i want one can i have you one get a po- come on man you get a podcast on seeker <laughs> yes oh man that's bizarre we just are, are establishing this yeah it's called human great uh it's like a human anatomy and physiology show we have i think 25 episodes out right now holy hell and we drop them i think every thursday uh is when you can find them. that's on the seeker channel uh otherwise twitter and instagram at pat kelly teaches and this has been fun. Thanks for chatting, guys. Absolutely. Patrick, thank you so much. Uh, you were wonderful to speak with. And your podcast is it's just called Human. Oh, pardon. It's a video series oh, on video the series. Seeker YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Well, cut all that other stuff out. And then just have me saying, <laughs> I also love Patrick's Seeker show, a video series called Human. It's fantastic. It's my favorite show. <laughs> I appreciate that with all the sincerity. It was <laughs> The Sopranos. That was my number one. And now that's number two. Oh, my God. And Human is number one. Ugh. You want to talk about the Sopranos? Should we record another hour? I, I was going to say, what a what, what a letdown from Sopranos to Human. It's a it's a big gap between one and two. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> and for this concussion video, let me know if you need you know crash test dummies because Eric and I, you know, we do hang out, and so I'm I'm down, Eric, if you are, to put on a helmet and film ourselves, you know, wrecking each other. Oh yeah, I was gonna hit my head as hard as I could on my desk just for testing. But we're not doing, but we're not doing video, so I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so that'll be the uh, 
the intro of Punch Drunk Love mm-hmm. by famous director CTE. <laughs> CTE, and we'll feature that on episode one of the Percussion Discussion, <laughs> my new podcast on Seeker. I can't wait to listen to that. Uh, hopefully you get Charles Thomas Anderson as a guest. Charles Thomas Anderson is so good. I watched Phantom Thread with my girlfriend last night, and she thought it was boring. <laughs> She's uh, not wrong. Uh, thank you guys both for being on the program. I had a great time talking with you, and uh, we'll we'll speak next time. There's a big movie out about people getting hit in the face. <laughs> Can't wait. We're your guys. All right, bye. See ya. Bye. Bad Science is a Seeker podcast produced by Emily Feld and me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger, and our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. Shout out to EJ and Kate. And the executive produce sub-concussive blower is Brett Kushner. Oh, follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Pod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver. But it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.